Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, we may end up dancing at the end, but we're not going to start there. Amen. Amen. How many know you could dance every morning, get excited every day? Amen. So many people say, you know, how, how you, you know, every time you get up, are you sweating and spitting on people? And now you're getting excited. Why are you so excited? God's been real good to this drunk joke from Louisiana. Amen. That's the old man from 20, uh, 20 years now. I'm in awe of every day I wake up in Christ. Amen. And if you lose sight of your salvation, and I always tell people, they say, how you doing, Pastor Roddy? I said, man, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm just so glad to be saved. Amen. And I am really serious. I'm glad I'm born again. Just so glad to be saved and glad I know Jesus. Glad I got to meet him. And uh, never want to lose that, you know. It's never going to turn into something else with me. I don't want to ever turn into some kind of big, you know, uh, big preacher guy or something like that. Or some, you know, some kind of uh, person that, you know, just is anything other than just a radical saved person, you know. Just a person that loves Jesus. And I love being. Love being in Christ. Love being here. I told my wife walking in, actually, I said, man, this is just so awesome, man. Get to go preach the gospel. You know, it's like, wow. You know, I mean, this is, what a, what a radical thing, you know. None of my family is saved. None of my family would ever stand up and do anything like this. I have two brothers and a sister, and Miss Bonnie asked me the other day, are your brother's crazy, too? I said, <laughs> your brother's wild like that? Are they outspoken? I said, no, actually, I tried to get my other brother to stand up and speak at our church when he came, and he just, he stood up and just went like that. He would never get up in front of anybody. My dad would slap me if I asked him to get up and say anything at the church. He's sitting in the back, and he's, but you know, there's something about, you know, uh, just finding your place, your call, your role in the body, play your role. I'm not Pastor Daryl. I'm not Pastor Earl. I'm not anybody else. You got to be you, and when you're you, God can use you. If you're trying to be somebody else and act like other people and do a peat and repeat message, and this is what Brother Hagin said, that's good. What you got to say? You know, Smith Wigglesworth said this. Well, that's good. What you got to say? Amen. You got a message. You got something inside of you. You got something to give to the body, and you never got to live in inferiority or insecurity a day in your life. If you learn how to be you, you're going to be just fine. Amen. So many people just aren't comfortable in their own skin. I can't do what Pastor Mark can do. Pastor Mark Brady has an anointing that I do not have. Amen. I can't do what he does at this place, but he can't do what I can do at my place. Amen. And that's just the, that's just the truth. And I mean, when, until we get this revelation of who we really are and who we're called to be, you'll never walk out. I think Pastor Mark said that at his first uh, meeting that, uh, Sunday night when I came in about an hour and a half late. He was still on the point, though, and he said, you know, if you, uh, if you uh, have an identity, you got a, an identity crisis, you'll never, ever walk out your mission and your purpose. You can't do it if you don't really know who you are. So we'll start at Psalms chapter 8 today. I am going to start in first gear. Amen. We're not going to start in fourth today. If you were, somebody said, you know, I like your preaching, but you'd wear me out, I think, if I had to listen to you every day. I'm like. I'm really laid back in the foyer, amen, but I promise you, this Bible does get me excited, and if it doesn't get you excited, I don't know what's wrong with you, amen, amen, <laughs> so many people, you know, I used to be excited about that, it's time to get your fire back, 
Time to get excited again. Amen. Amen. So many people, they can stay excited. I was youth pastor for eight years, and I told you we started with 10, got it up to about 250, 250 youth. And uh, you take youth to youth camp, and they'd come back two weeks later. You know, they're, I love God. I love God. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. <laughs> two weeks, you go eat lunch with them at school, and it's like, I don't even know God. I don't even know if he, lo- I don't even know if he knows me. You know, it's like, what happened? Two weeks it took for that fire to be gone, you know. But you got to feed your fire. you got to keep this thing going, praise the Lord. Give me my water, Danielle. Amen. They're making me nervous. Praise the Lord. I'm joking. I'm glad. Amen. Psalms chapter 8, verse number 4. We'll start here. Looking at identity, I think it's a flow of the whole week. And I'll say this. If you get this whole thing wrong on identity and on who you are, and I'll say it like this too, on who you are to God. Everybody say, I am. Everybody say it. Everybody didn't say it. Everybody say, I am a big deal. Say, I am a really big deal. I'm a big, big deal. Amen. I'm a huge deal. You're a huge deal. Matter of fact, this whole thing, and I don't want this to sound wrong, is about you. Just listen to me now. We're going to read some scripture today. Jesus didn't come to prove he was God. He came to redeem man, get man put back in his right place. He had fallen. He had messed up. He had lost his authority, lost his glory we talked about. He had done all of that. And Jesus didn't come to say, I'm God, look at me, look at me. No, he said, I'm coming to redeem man, buy him back, put him back on the throne. Again, we're going to see where we ended up. He raised us up. He came down so that we could get up. He didn't come down. He came from heaven to earth to show the way. He came down to get us up. Amen. He came down, and we're going to see at the very end of this sermon, and maybe right now, that he's been raised us up together and seated us together. And Marcus is an awesome worship leader. He heard me, overheard me in the back say, that's my favorite song right there. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Whoa, whoa. Amen. Heaven, heaven on earth. Amen, I can't sing, but when I get the mic, I'm just like, it don't matter because I got the mic. Amen, I'll sing if I want to. Heaven, say heaven. I am heaven on earth. People meet you, or they ought to meet a little bit of heaven on earth. Amen. I got a little heaven on earth when I met you. Praise God, I got excited and happy and some fire. You know, God never sleeps and never slumbers. So burnout's not an option. I get tired of hearing Christian. I'm just burned out. Well, you're not, you're not hooked up with God because he never sleeps, never slumbers, never gets tired, always full of energy. Amen. God is not old. God is always. He's always the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's read this scripture, please. Praise God. Psalm chapter 8, verse number 4. Say it one more time, though. I am a very big deal. See, your purpose is huge, too. There's people that may go to hell if you don't fulfill your purpose. Amen. There's things that might not happen at the body of Christ if you don't get in your place. And I want you to see this because this kingdom message, kingdom rising, you rising to where you're supposed to be is a big deal. You getting in your position is a big deal. Again, God stepped out of heaven to get you there. And it's all about this. Amen. It's all about this. Psalm chapter 8, verse 4. I got to slow down. We get boom back down to first. First three words, it says this, what is, what is, they put it on Discovery Channel, why are we here and who are we? Why are we here? What are we? What is man? What is man? What are we? We're, you know, and they're trying to figure it out for thousands of years. 
What is a man? What's a man? What is man? What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Watch. He even answers the question. It says, for you have made him a little bit lower than Elohim. Don't even read angels. You're going to judge angels. You think you're lower than angels? You don't. That's crazy. You're going to judge angels. You have most of you have a letter in your Bible beside that word, and you're not lower than the angels. You're lower than Elohim, which it says right there, which is you're lower. You little you a little lower than God. Everybody say this. I'm not God, but I am a lot like God. I'm not God, but I'm a whole lot like him. Amen. I'm made in his image and in his likeness. I am not a second God. Understand this. You were the purpose of creation. We'll get to that in a second. But God made everything for you. For man, everything is made for man. We got to get rid of this insecure mindset and this second-class citizen type stuff. You are a huge deal. Man, you are a big deal. Amen. And it's an honor for me to be talking to you, but keep reading. For you made him a little bit lower than Elohim, and you have crowned. Say crowned. Now, what is man? He's already crowning him. His purpose, watch this, you have made, you have crowned him with glory and honor and you have made him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. Miss Marcy shared this the other day, but I wanted, to, I wanted to start here because what is man? What is man? We're going to see who we really are and it's going to, I think, help us to rise and be what we're really supposed to be. He made you. Say, he made me. It's how he made me. He made me to have dominion. Dominion means dominate, rule, and reign. It's why you don't like losing. It's why when you lost, you threw the checkerboard. It's why when you play basketball with my son, he will slam it down if I beat him because I'm never going to let him win. This ain't that kind of deal, amen? I will beat you until I'm 65, amen? I'm already 50 and you still can't beat me and I'm never going to just let you win and I expect you to get mad when you lose because we were all created to dominate. You were made to win. There's something, when you lose, it's not, you ought to be a good loser. What is a good loser? Be a good loser. I'm not a good loser. Not going to be a good loser. I'm not ever supposed to lose. Say amen. Never supposed to lose. I always get the ring. I always get the championship. I always on top, and I'm never at the bottom. I'm always above, never beneath. I'm the head. I'm never going to be the tail. Say amen. Say, we always, say I always win. You were created like this. God made him to have dominion. Made him to have dominion. You've been made this way. You're made a champion. Now, but if you don't know what man, what kind of man you are, what kind of woman you are, you might listen to the TV or the teacher or the cousin or the mama or the daddy that didn't know who they were, and now they're trying to tell you who you are. Can't tell me who I am with a science book, a biology book. I got to get this book, and I got to see who he says I am. I've been crowned, brother, from day one. Crowned him with glory. Started him out royalty. Woo! Not a slave, I'm a son. Yeah. Amen. Not a sinner, I'm a son. I used to be a sinner, but now I'm a son. I'm not the son of God, but I am a son of God. Praise the Lord. Who, who are we? Who are we? I want you to go over here. Identity and authority was lost in the garden. Amen. Pastor Mark talked about that, but it's a shame in 2021, it's still lost by many. 
And many people are out of their purpose. They're chasing crazy things. They're doing things, chasing money, chasing this, trying to get the next promotion. When really, if you don't know your identity, you will go after things that's not even on your purpose or mission list. And watch this. When Adam Adam lost his authority, God needed a way back in because his whole deal, we'll see in a second, is all about man. Man fell, God had to go to work. Amen. He didn't let man stay as a slave to sin. Stay. He said, I got to get him out of that. I got to to go help him. I got to go get him. And I think it's very interesting when he found the man who would believe finally, and his name was Abram. He said, Abram, go to uh, Genesis chapter 17 real quick. Genesis 17. See, you can't miss this. I just hope you hear me. You can't miss this. There's There's no option to miss this. You are a king with dominion. But if you need good teaching on it, I'm going to give you 42 scriptures today. Amen. Because we're going to take it a little slower than the other night when I just jumped up and started running around and tearing the stage up. We're not going to do that. Everybody wants some of that today. No, no, I'm not. Not at 930. Amen. Yes, I wanted a stool up here, amen. I want to be the stool preacher. I like watching those guys online. They can teach on a stool. I'm like, man, I could never in my life do that. Praise the Lord. I turn in your Bibles, and you're like. Genesis 17, real fast, verse 4, real quickly. Genesis 17, verse 4, you got to get it. Just say, Father, one more time, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Man, let it hit them hard. Let them catch it like wasabi. Thank you, Lord. Why Sabi don't hit your stomach or your leg or your elbow? It hits your head. Like, boom. You're like, man, I got it. Man, I hit it. You ever had a thought from God and it's like, oh, I just had a thought from, you know, if you have a thought from heaven, it ought to change your life. Jesus said, I come down. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. Therefore, as the rain comes down and the snow but does not return but makes it flourish, so is my word that comes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. It will accomplish. It will achieve what I send it to. What did he say right there? Your thoughts are not like my thoughts, so I'm sending them down to you. Now you can have the thoughts of God. How many of you glad you can think like God? What if all of a sudden you're walking down the road and you said, I just had a God thought. I just thought like God. You can't. He came down to get you thinking like him. Praise God. Genesis 17, verse 4. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Amen. How old was he here? 75. We know it took 24 years, so this isn't Burger King. Amen. (laughs) You don't get it to the drive-thru and they get it your way. Amen. You might have to go through some things. But I say this all the time. If you got to go through the hardest things in your life to get the best things you've ever had, will you go through the hard places? Because your blessing might be right on the other side. So many people I found are quitters in the body of Christ. They got their big blessing on the way, but they stop right before they get it. We went through hell to get to where we are right now, but thank God we didn't ever quit. Amen. Goodness. People leaving, acting crazy, people at church acting weird, all kind of stuff. You want to find some things that, if you want to look, find an easy plan of God, don't get in the will of God. It's not easy, it's good. It won't be easy, it'll be good. And he said, you're going to have to have some fight in you. Fight the good fighter. 
says, Abraham, 24 years you're going to have to wait. You're going to be the father of many nations. When? Well, you've got to have some faith. And faith is a, an act. Faith isn't a belief. Faith is not what you believe. You hear people say, well, I'm believing God. Well, are you in faith, though? Faith is only half of, I mean, belief is only half of faith. We're not teaching faith right now, but I'm believing the Lord. Well, are you in faith, though? Because faith is acting like the Bible's true. Now, I don't want you to think too hard on this, but Abram had to do something. You're going to be the father of many nations. I believe that. No. He had to get in the tent and turn the candles down low. And he had to walk in the tent, and Sarah was not, you know, how old was Sarah? He had to come in, and he had to say, what's up, Sarah? Hey, babe. And she looked at him, and she said, oh, Abraham. Oh, Abram, what are you doing? He had to put action to his faith. Now, I don't know if you can think about 75 and 90 or 90. I don't know. I guess all the way up to 98. He was 98. Probably when that low candle night happened, he was 98. You know, it had to be about nine months before that. And he called me and he said, hey, babe, what's happening, babe? And she goes, oh, Abraham, my goodness, not tonight. He's like, oh, I'm the father of many nations. <laughs> and this ain't going to be no faith, father. He said, I, we got, we, me and you got to talk. <laughs> we got to talk. <laughs> Did he not say it? Yeah. Amen, whatever. You can be spiritual. Oh, he did not do that. Oh, he was 98 and... <laughs> Don't think about it long. Because it, would, it wouldn't... Had to happen. Had to happen. And you got to do something with the word God gives you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He considered not his own body yet dead, nor did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he took God in his promise. He did not waver through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I bet he was giving glory to God. <laughs> I bet he said glory to God. I got to stop. I bet he was like 98. He said glory to God. I got to stop. It's serious. It's serious. 9.30. Glory to God. 98. You're going to be saying glory to God too? You'll be like, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Faith had to have an action. Amen. Faith isn't just a belief. I'm believing God. Well, you're, are you in faith? We can tell how high you're acting, not by what you're just saying. Mere talk leads only to poverty. Proverbs says you got to put some action to your faith. Amen. And Abraham and Sarah did have to put action to this. We won't go on with that any longer. You've already had some mental images that you need to get rid of. Amen. 100-year-old. He was strong in faith and said, glory, 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 glory. Praise the Lord. He said, uh, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name will be Abraham. For I have made you the father. I have made. Say, have made. Have made you the father of many nations, and I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and I think it's a very interesting thing the next thing he says and he says and kings shall come from you what was he trying to get out of Abraham kings the whole deal was about a kings kings not one kings will come from you 
He says, I'm, you're carrying something. There's something in you. Do you know when you, some of you got kings in you right now. Your next generation is kings. You're carrying royalty. Amen. He says there's kings all the way back in the first book of the Bible. He's talking about kings again. My God, I get, you got kings in you. Your nations will come from you and kings are coming out of you. You know, he just got, man, that's like, what? Kings are in me? He says royalty's coming out of you. This whole purpose was about us getting us back to our place because man lost his kingship. Man lost his royalty. He lost his relationship. He lost what he had with God, but God was going to get it back. He had to find one man bold enough to believe. Amen. And once he found one man bold enough to believe what he said, he says, I can bring in kings through you. Kings. Uh, say kings. Not just one. Many. Matter of fact, he said, go out and look at the stars of the sky. You can't count how many kings are coming out. You don't even know. You're not going to be able to see how much is coming out of you. There's so much royalty in you. Boy, we sell ourselves short. You're not a second-class citizen. You're not a second-class believer. You are royal. I'm looking at queens on the whole row right there. I'm looking at you a queen. Whoa, you're getting me happy. I have to come over and preach to her. Yeah, say it again. You say, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. God's intent was never to populate the earth with sinner kind. God never had an intention to populate earth with sinner kind. I keep hiding my water from me like I did the other night. Praise God. God had an intent to populate earth with king kind. His intent was never to make a whole bunch of sinners. Intent was to make children of God and have them multiply, be fruitful, and take dominion. Yeah. But what happened, we know, man fell. He found Abram, and Abram is going to be the one that's going to help get us through. I mean, you know, we're coming through. We call him the father now of the faith, but Abraham was a vehicle for God to use yeah. to get us back in our place. Right. Amen. Yeah. Golly, man. Amen. And earth is here as an extension of heaven. Heaven on earth is what we are to experience. Don't be so mad if we get real happy. I mean, you're glad heaven is not going to be boring. Aren't you glad heaven's not going to be church service for eternity? Most people don't want to go to church because they think it's going to be heaven because it's going to be church. I get to go to church for eternity. Sit down, be quiet, and shut up. Just sit here and listen forever. You're like, that's not fun. It's like, you get to go to church for eternity. Be quiet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody you see in heaven's happy to be there. Nobody's chasing for the back row. Nobody's fighting to get in there and get quiet. You think we were wild in here the other night and last night? No, this is, we getting a taste of heaven on earth. But when you hit heaven, you're going to be like, man, everybody here is happy. And it's not a fake happy. How many of y'all seen fake happy at church? <laughs> Walk by, people. Greeters at the front door. Hey, how you doing? How many of you know everybody's not fake happy? Some people are really happy. And when you hit heaven, you're going to find joy unspeakable, full of glory. Woo! But our goal, God's goal, was to extend 
heaven to the earth. His whole reason for creating the earth was to extend his heavenly family. Amen. And what you'll see now, I want you to go to Psalm 115, verse 16. 115, 16. This is the way I teach. It's more of a treach. Amen. Some people teach, some people preach, some people treach. Amen. And we're just going to try to treach a little bit. Amen. I can't help but get excited about what God made me. Amen. Everybody told me you wasn't going to amount to nothing. You're just an old guy from Minna, Louisiana. You're not nothing. You're never going to be nothing. Then I found out what I really was, and I'm like, wow, you were big time wrong. <laughs> I'm not only a little something, I'm a big deal. I'm a huge deal. You're a huge deal. And you, if you can't think like that, you got an issue. Some people say, look at that, that's arrogant to say that. No, it's not. It's a God deal. You're going to see it in a second. And if we don't start thinking like that, we're going to miss our purpose. We're going to miss our mission. Psalm 115, 16, here's where, here's where we need to see this, too. It says, the heaven, even the heavens. Say, say heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. Say the Lord's. But, say but. But the earth has he given to the children of men. He gave the earth to who? Man. He don't want it. I gave a, I was youth pastor. I had a convertible Toyota Celica. I picked up Danielle on our blind date. We met on a blind date. I met her 1998. And somebody said, I got a cousin. I was coaching the girl in high school. She goes, I got a cousin just out of Bible school. And the only Bible school I knew was vacation Bible school. So I'm like, that's a little bit too young. Amen. I don't want to go meet her. But then I'm like, Bible college. She was in Bible college. So I said, let me go. I will call her. Amen. So I called her up and I called her. And I'm not going to tell you what I asked her. First question is not appropriate. And uh, I can't now. I, private. If you ask me after service, I'll tell you. Amen. And I'll be led if I do that. Because I see some people, some people just like to get mad and offended, you know. You're living in an offended world. Yeah. I had to make sure she wasn't one of those offended kind of people, you know. Touchy. Everybody's touchy these days. You can't say that. Be quiet. We can say this. We're not playing that game. Amen. Right. Amen. We got to preach this gospel. We can't be worried about what everybody's saying about us. Praise the Lord. Anyway, that's beside the point. So uh, ended up meeting her. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, I was a uh, youth pastor. Uh, we, I ended up uh, being a youth pastor, me and Danielle, at uh, Living Word, Minden, Louisiana. And I was, uh, called her, and I said, told her I was going to pick her up on that blind date. And she thought I was going to come because she said I sounded country. Country. She said, you sound, uh, she thought I was going to have a straw hat on with a piece of straw hanging out of my mouth and pick, up, pick her up in an old 56 pickup truck or something <laughs> coming up in the driveway. But I pulled up in a Toyota convertible Celica playing uh, uh, Kurt Franklin stomp back in the day. <laughs> Amen. Stomp. No, 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 no. Stomp. And Kurt Franklin was just jamming. And uh, she goes, so I pull up in this convertible, pick her up in it, and do all that. Ended up, we had that, I had that car for about a year, year and a half, because we were youth pastors. And I was studying for the service one night at youth, and the Lord told me, give that car away. I said, get me behind me, Satan, amen. I said, that is not God. I love my car. Everybody, everybody loved my car. I'd go to Sonic and get an extra long chili dog. <laughs> and I mean, that girl would skate out there. She'd say, I love your car. I said, Jesus got it for me. She goes, oh. You start preaching at them, and they come skating away fast, you know. It's like, 
But the Lord's like, uh, give the car away. And he already even showed me the kid to give it to. On fire, Christian, in our youth group. He said, I got you this one. Can I get you another? I said, Lord, I'd give away anything. I said, but let me fix it for him. I don't want to give it away like it is. The motor was, it was time, it needed a, some work on it. So I put a whole new motor in it and gave it to him. So I don't give away junk. Amen. A lot of people think they're sowing seed when they're sowing junk. Amen. It's like, you can have this. It's wore out. Who wants that? Amen. So I don't use this anymore. You can have it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Amen. What a blessing you are. Amen. I wore this out, but you can have it. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you a sweetheart? Anyway, so he's sitting there back in the service, and I'm preaching hard. I sweat and spit all the time preaching. I'm sitting here preaching in the youth group hard. And I, Lord said, now. And I grabbed my keys out of my pocket. He was sitting about right there. Where's my, you got your, we're not going to give away your car right now. But let me, uh, anyway, I threw him about where she's sitting right there. There we go. I'm just throwing your purse. And I just reached back. And I said, that's your car now from now on forever right there. That's your car, Richard. That's your car. And I gave him my car that night, threw him my keys. And as soon as I let go of the keys, I took ownership and handed it to him. And now I couldn't go and jump in the car and drive it when I wanted to because I gave it to him. God is not the pilot and you the co-pilot. He gave you the keys. He said, you drive the car. Get this thing going. Let's move forward. I'm not going to come get it back. You are not. Now you are in control of where you're going. I'm not in control. You are. Drive the car. Get it to my ultimate plan, my ultimate purpose. I gave it. Leave that scripture up. I gave it. Say, I gave it. Did God give us the earth? Did he give it and then come back and say, I'm getting it back? No, that wouldn't be right for me to give him that car and then go say, I'm just joking. I thought about it, and I drive that better than you do. Matter of fact, I look better in it than you do. Just give me the keys back. No, that would be pretty. I'll take those back for sure. <laughs> I can't. I have to get that approved before I give that to you. It's nice, and you would like it, but... She's like, be led. I asked her before I preach. She goes, do good, baby. Be led. I'm like, okay. I'm giving away all our stuff. <laughs> what else? God didn't give us the earth and then say he wanted to come be in control. He didn't do it. Matter of fact, the Genesis 126 says, you can just throw the scripture up. We know the scripture. It says, God made man in his image and his likeness. And he told them, he said, let who? Them. Say them. Let them. Put it upside. Genesis 126 says this. God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let. Did he say let us? Did he say let us? Or did he say let them? Let who? Let them have dominion. If he said let us, you got a whole different Bible. But if he said let man have dominion, then it changes the entire Bible. It even messes up a lot of theology. Because watch this, God really did give the earth to man. He really did let go of the control. He really did let go of the keys. And he says, I'll take earth, I'll take heaven, you get the earth. Yeah. People say God's in control. Where he's in control, everything's good. Yeah. There's not a hospital one. There is not any poor people. Nobody's even sad. Where he is controlling things at, it's awesome. Yeah. But where he put man in control, even a, turned into sinner man, I mean, you know, we got it all jacked up. Yeah. 
but we're going to get it back right again. Now, my life was even jacked up, but then somebody come got back in me. And I want to go now to John chapter 3. Jesus came to redeem mankind. Redeem means to buy back. Say buy back. You redeem a coupon, it buys back something. Listen to me. Jesus was the redeemer. He came to buy back man that was stolen. I mean, no enemy hijacked this earth and he took man. He deceived man. Man yielded his authority. But Jesus came with a purpose to destroy the works of the devil. What was the works of the devil? Deception. He deceived man from the very beginning. He got man living as a slave and a sinner. And Jesus did not come just so. Now, thank we ought to worship him and we will worship him throughout eternity. For what he did for us. You could have never raised yourself up. The Bible says he has raised us up. You could have never saved yourself. He saved you. But more than saved. Saved is only in the Bible twice. And you're going to read one of them in just a second. But uh, he did way more than that. I want to read this because I'm trying to read a lot of scripture. I want you to see this because if you don't get it, you miss your whole life. You really do miss your whole life. You can get 15 doctorate degrees and be a total failure. Total failure with all your degrees. I know people I picked up in driving that Toyota Celica before. Back in the day, 95, had a guy that was a classified genius at uh, Louisiana Tech University. They put him in all his class. He didn't even bring books to class, aced everything. But he was a dopehead. <laughs> what we called him, amen. So I'm driving down the road in this car. I said, Howard, Howard, what's up, man? I slow down in that car. I said, you need a ride? I'm coaching in the, I'm preaching all over the place, and I'm coaching in the high school. He goes, yeah, man, let me get a ride. He come over, had something behind his leg. I don't know what it was. I had an idea. Because we knew Howard. Howard was, he come up, though, had his weed behind his leg like this. He said, let me, hit, let me finish his ride at first. I said, man, watch it. I ain't getting arrested for you. I, you. You can keep walking. Hey, man, keep walking. But really, all your degrees don't make you a success. You can go be as smart and have your education and all of your intellect don't make you even smart. <laughs> Amen. If you don't know who your Bible says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Till you know God, you know nothing. Till you know, till you know God, you're a poor person. You can have a million dollars in the bank and be poor without Jesus. How many of you would love to just get so on fire for God that you're like, man, I'll tell you what, I feel rich and I got nothing in the bank. I got it all when I got Jesus. Right. How many of you glad you got it all when you got Jesus? Yeah. Some of you don't look like it right now. I say, how many of you glad you got it all? Yeah. He got what did he give you? Put it up, keep it, please. He, I don't want that title up. That title, I want the scripture on the screen if you don't mind. Amen. I'm not, I'm joking with you, but keep that, keep that up. That watch it, put it back up. He gave the earth. Say gave it. Yeah. I wish I could get my leg up in life. He gave you the whole earth. What can I give, man? Wait a minute. There you go. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. That'll work. That's funny. Now, you know that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I ain't going to lie. That's funny. I know. Hey, good. You, good job. 
He'd been holding that one on the side for a little while. We're coming with the gospel. Good news. Good news. God gets happy when you die. You're a dead man. It's like, that's funny. We'll bless you. We'll bless you after service. Amen. Amen. Good job. Happy preacher up here. I bet you he won't stay happy. I'll put him a scripture up here. <laughs> that guy thinks he's happy. Find that scripture. Where's it at? He asked, he asked him in the booth, where's that scripture at about God? <laughs> it's in the Bible, amen. So praise the Lord. <laughs> he's like, got you. Heavens, even the heavens, but the earth. Say earth. earth. What God give to you? Say it again. What God give to you? What's your playground? Where you got dominion? Where does he want it at? He wants his in heaven. He'll take care of heaven. He said, you take care of earth. That's what he said. You take care of the earth, I'll take care of heaven. Okay? I'm giving it to you. You don't need, I mean, you really have been given all things. To the point of earth. That's where our dominion is. You can't go to Mars and take dominion, but you got earth. Yeah. Amen. Right. He didn't say nothing about the moon, but you got earth. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, if you, un- how many of y'all on earth? Some people don't know. <laughs> you talk to them, you're like, I don't know where I'm at. It's like, you're on the earth. <laughs> where are we? We're on earth. <laughs> We're on your place where you're supposed to dominate. We're on the place where you're supposed to take dominion, control, rule, and reign on the earth. We're going to see a lot of scriptures about this. But watch this in 2 Corinthians 1.21. Because the Holy Spirit, once you have been given the earth, I was, what, oh, I mean John 3.3. 3, John 3.3. 3, John 3.3. 3, I looked down too far. John 3.3. 3, that's not funny. Who laughed at that? Amen. Was that you? Miss Darcy. Like you've never made a mistake before. I said the wrong scripture and she laughed at it. Wait till you get it. You're next. Amen. Praise the Lord. God gets happy when people die. Amen. (laughs) John 3, 3. Go over there. It says, Jesus answered and said to him, to him, because Jesus came to redeem man. Man had, he'd given him earth. He'd given him authority. He'd crowned him with life. He made him to have dominion. Then he lost all of that. He had to come back and get man in his rightful place on the earth. Why did Jesus have to come to the earth? Because the earth was what was in trouble. And watch this. I got. I want to go a little slower on it, but man, you mess. I'm just joking with him. John. He says most assuredly in John three three. Hallelujah. How do I get this done? Jesus came with a purpose. Faith in him gets you in. Okay, you were outside looking in before Jesus. But no longer you on the outside looking in, you got in. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away and everything is brand spanking new. Now watch this. Faith in Jesus gets you in. And watch what happens. He says, into what? What? John 3, 3, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see. How many of you remember when you were born again, not born again and tried to read the Bible? Anybody remember when you wasn't saved and you'd like, that thing's weird. 
I don't understand that Bible. I don't understand. What is it? just doesn't make sense. You couldn't see. Spiritual things do not make sense to the natural mind. Natural man cannot perceive. You can argue with your friends all day long until they get saved. They can see. That's why there's that song. I once was blind, but now I see. Amazing grace. Saved a wretch. Wretch. How many of y'all were some bad wretches? I got saved. I didn't know what a wretch was. They're like, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And I'm like, like me. I'm a bad wretch. I'm a wretch. What is a wretch? I don't know, but I'm a bad one. I know I'm a bad wretch. I know I'm a messed up wretch. I'm a wretched joker. I'm a wretch. We're all wretches. You're just a wretch. We're wretches. Well, you know, and I was blind, blind. You know, remember, remember living in darkness? You thought you could see and you thought you was cool, but you really wasn't. You ever been sleeping at night in your house and maybe a street light's on at the side? You just got home from a trip. You go to bed. You lay down in the bed and you get thirsty or you want to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you get up and there's a suitcase on the floor and you hit the floor. You thought you could see, but you couldn't see. You thought you had enough light, but you didn't have any. You were walking through in the dark, stumbling through your life like all of you were before Jesus. You thought you had it going on, but you really didn't. You thought everything, you thought you could see, but you, I once was blind, but now I. How many remember when the light come on? Yeah. And you're like, my God, I, Jesus didn't come to make you religious. He came to give you the light. He put the glory back. We're light beings now. Yeah. Matter of fact, oh, praise the Lord. Let's go. I, I got to say a lot of scripture, though. Y'all, I remember when I stumbled through life. Y'all remember that? Huh? Life of the party on the outside, dying on the inside. All district on the outside, all nothing on the inside. Happy on the outside. Sad on the inside. Cry at night. Nobody knew it. All district tough guy. Strong on the outside. Weak on the inside. Shared that at last time I shared it at Anchor Faith in, in St. Augustine. Boy, we get good at faking everything. But if you're stumbling your way through life, you know it. You can't see. And the only thing you need is, as soon as you get born again, it says, until a man be born again, he cannot see the king dominion of God check this out you've been dominated your whole life and I don't know what you saw because a lot of people saw religion after they got saved they saw just born again I got saved I'm all but really until you see the kingdom you hadn't seen the good news you ain't seen the good news Man fell, man was lost, man was messed up, but now he was found, and now he can say, see. How many are glad you can see again? My God. Oh, man, when, I, when the scales fell off and I could see. Praise God. And it says here that at salvation, you can now see the kingdom. You're alive spiritually. God's goal was not only to get you alive, but when every person was born again, now the Bible says, God, how I many of you remember the old covenant where they start, every time there was a new king, they'd anoint the new king. Right. They'd anoint the new kings. That's they'd right. anoint the new kings, yeah. the new kings. Put this scripture up and not, don't mess this one up. Now watch this. 
2 Corinthians 1.21, 2 Corinthians 1.21, every time a born-again person comes into the kingdom, watch what the Bible says when you get saved. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ. Say, in Christ. How many glad you're in Christ and not just in church? Oh, man, in church don't do you a lick of good. But when you get in him, oh, man, it's a good life in Christ. If he, he establishes us with you in Christ and has. Watch this. Now, when you get in Christ, you get. Jesus had to pronounce that he was the king of kings. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, deliverance to the captive, set at liberty those that are bruised. He came proclaiming, I'm the anointed. But now the Bible says when you get in Christ, God anoints you. You're, you are all just worms, dirty worms, no good jokers, sorry jokers. Boy, we've been lied to. Soon as you got in Christ, you got anointed. Yeah. You're not the anointed one, but you are an anointed one. Yeah. You're not the one who can take away the sins of the world, but you are an anointed. Yeah. I'm not the son, but I am a son. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. Good news. It was all about man coming, falling, dying. Losing what he had and Jesus coming to redeem him, put him back, buy him back, anoint him again, put him in control. You got the earth. Run this thing, man. Get ever, everywhere you go, start making people happy. Bring joy in the neighborhood. Amen. You live on your street to change it. Quit playing like a victim. You got God on the inside. You're anointed king, queen, royalty. This is not do's and don'ts, cans and can'ts. You can do this now and you can't do that. You can do this and you can't do that. No, you can drink, you can't smoke, you can't do this, you can't have sex. You are just a sinner. Boy, we have messed the gospel up. You've been anointed kings. Soon as you get in Christ, anointed. Yeah. <laughs> Said it the other night, man made this into a religion. Can you imagine how silly that is? He made a father in his family of royalty. We made it religion. We made it works. We still got people 6,000 years later still trying to impress God by you being good. The gospel is not about you being good. It's about how good God is. Amen. God is good. Say, God is good. Now, all I got to do is learn to receive what he has done for me. He established, who, who put us in Christ is God, and he who anointed you. God. It is God. Watch this. Who has anointed us is God. If God anointed me, I don't care what you think about me. Right. You're so worried about what somebody thinks about you. I don't care what you think. If God anointed me, <laughs> wait a minute. If God approves of me, if God loves me, if God is on my side, if God be for me, can be against me wait a minute i'm sorry i don't care about you and what you think i care that god anointed me yeah. if god said i'm royalty i don't you should call me a loser Lo loser 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 that's there's a song back when i was coming up i'm a loser baby so why don't you kill me 
I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? Anybody heard it? Anybody played it loud? Devil been pumping lies, lies, lies. Oh, you're not a loser. You're anointed by the God that created all things. And he made you royal. Say royalty. If you don't believe it, you don't believe the book. Take it up with God. Don't come running back here talking to me. I'm going to say go read it first. If all you're going to bring to me is something some old preacher told you a long time ago, how we all just little old sinners. You're going to have to show me in the Bible. Show me. You're not little old nothing. You're a big stinking deal. You got the whole earth. Got the whole earth. Got a crown. Got a robe of righteousness. Got a ring. Got all kind of stuff on. Looking good. First John 4, 17. First John 4, 17. Hurry, I got to go fast. I'm not going to even look at the clock because I don't want to know. Can we finish this? I just want to finish it. I never get to finish it. I never get to finish. When I come to these, I never get to finish. It's like, well, I get it next year. We'll get it next year. Can I have 20 more minutes? Do I? Oh, wow, perfect. Praise the Lord. I got the whole earth. My God. I got, I got control. No, we're submitted to this pastor right here. You all right? Then I'm good. Amen. 1 John 4, 17, read it with me. Love has been perfected. I want you to read it slow. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness. Now, I didn't write this. I didn't write this. I read it. I'm a reporter. I'm just reporting it. But it's radical. This old country boy from Louisiana read it and said, because all I ever heard was, You'll be judged one day. Judgment's coming for you, boy. The good Lord is going. You're going to stand before the good Lord one day. I'm like, golly, I bet that's going to suck. It's like, wow. Because, I mean, that was trying to scare me bad. Like, you ever heard it? You can't judge. God only judges me. All this weird stuff. God, but it says in your Bible. That you will have boldness on judgment day. Say boldness. boldness. You're going to be bold. Now, I thought when they said up there, next in line, Ronnie Schaefer. I thought I'd go, oh, God. <laughs> he carpets. <laughs> everybody go to the altar, and that's why everybody snots on the altar and cries. It's like, I'm so pitiful. I'm so sorry. Because so, every knee will bow, every tongue. And I thought it was going to be in pitiful sorrow. Miss Marcy preached something awesome yesterday. If you don't come boldly, you don't come at all. If you see pitiful is why your prayers might not get answered. You don't get in and you don't have access. You come boldly to the throne by the blood to obtain mercy, find grace to help in a time of need. And if you don't come boldly, you don't get in. I think I could just cry my way in. I'm pitiful. I'm sorry. Why are you talking about you? Father, forgive me, I'm a sinner, I'm no good. Why are you talking about you? Everybody starts their prayers talking about them. Father, forgive me, forgive me, I come before you, I'm just a sinner. And I'm a... No, it's not even humble, it's dumb. 
I'm only coming by the blood. I come boldly by the Father. I come by the blood of Jesus. And notice the first thing you pick up in the throne room. You come boldly by the blood to obtain Mercy's right there when you get in. So even if you are messed up and did mess up, mercy is the first thing you pick up and say, I take some of that. Now I've got mercy right when I got in the door. But then I go find grace to help in my time of need. I'm not preaching on that. She did awesome. But it, made, it hit me yesterday like, man, I wonder if people realize that you don't get in begging. Father, I just come to you now. Just write it down here in Valdosta. Lord, you know I'm no good. I know I'm no good. I'm saying that because I heard a guy back right when I got saved. I heard he used to pray like, he was praying like it all the time. Lord, I'm just no good and you know it. Have plenty of faults and you know it. And it was supposed to be eloquent. I'm like, this guy's getting nothing. And then they prayed over that lady with just prayed over her all day long. Lord, we just, we just crying out, begging you, Lord, please heal her. Heal her. If you don't do anything, we know she's going to die. Lord told me she's dead. She's dead. Wasn't funny. Real famous family in our town. Begging the Lord, saying, Lord, if it be thy will, please, Lord, please, Lord, do something. We know nothing to do. She dies and they, well, it must not have been his will. You don't come to God how you say to. You go to the Lord how he says. And if you don't come boldly, come boldly by the blood, obtain mercy and find grace in the, to help in the time of need. Now, here's the deal. You ever been to Walmart? You go step on that deal and you got, boom, everything opens up. Just you step on it and then shh. Get off of it and the door closed. When you go to God, how can you be bold? Say bold. Watch. There's only one way in. I got to. I'm not. Oh, I'm not teaching that. I got. No, no. We're not going there. Not. Go to our website. It's somewhere on there. Amen. Bold access to enter in. Amen. But watch this. If you're going. See, if you can't go to God boldly, I'm stopping. I'm sorry. You're not getting the rest of that message. <laughs> we got to finish this one. And I know how long I got left. And it's a long time. <laughs> You're going to be bold on I thought when they called my name and said, Roddy Schaefer, did you ever think that you just, oh, God. Because you've been told you're going to be, I mean, that's, your day is coming. <laughs> God will have you in front of him one day. He's going to get you. And everything you've ever done will come to life. You no good, sorry, sinner, joker. Says you're going to walk up boldly. Boldly. Something, there must be a reason you're going to be bold on judgment day. And the next word was what? What's the next word? God. What? God. What? God. Why are you going to be bold? God. Say because. God. Because why? Because why? Because as he is right now, so are you right now in this world. He's righteous, you're righteous. He's holy, you're holy. He's royal, you're royal. He didn't come to make you like somebody else. He came to make you just like him. And what you're going to find out is when you get to heaven, watch this, you have been made 
to have dominion and Jesus came and made you just like him. Now watch this. He made you just like him and your judgment is going to be good. Matter of fact, we say judgment is really the reward seat of Christ. But when it comes time for God to call your name, can I have a chair? Can I have a chair? Can I have a chair real fast? Let me, oh, I, I couldn't. Let me get a chair real quick. And I want you to put up Ephesians 2, verse 6. Ephesians 2, verse 6. I want to sit here today and preach like this. I'm just joking. Now watch this in Ephesians 2, verse, let's say 5. Go to verse 5 if you would. Ephesians 2, 5. Because I want you to imagine your judgment day. Because now you've been made just like him, washed in the blood, made like him. This is real. You are a big deal. Now watch this. Even when you were dead in your trespasses, say sinner, 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 sinner. We all know you used to drink, smoke it, do it, sleep with it, all that. Don't even be fake and phony in the church. Some of you got too righteous when you got up in here. Like, uh, No, we know. Everybody in here got flesh. Yours is weak. Your flesh isn't saved. You're not a flesh carrying a spirit. You're a spirit man carrying a flesh. Your part of you that's righteous is not your flesh. It's being sanctified, being changed by the renewing of your mind. If your mind don't change, your life don't change. But watch this. Everybody in here, from Pastor Darrell to Pastor Earl to Pastor Hagen to Pastor uh, Billy Graham to uh, Smith Wigglesworth that raised all those people from the dead, all of them had weak flesh. Your flesh is not saved. Your spirit is born again just like him. You look, if you were to crack you open, you look just like Jesus. But that's not even good enough for him. He said he come down and while you were dead in your trespasses and in your sin, watch this, he made us alive together. It's all about us being together. Now watch this. God loves you so much he wants to live with you forever. He won't, he, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. For what? And then in John 14, he says this, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you will be. He wants to be with you. He wants to be with you, in you. He loves you so much, he wanted to get in you. I mean, how, what an awesome God. You selling yourself short like I'm nothing. I'm no good. I ain't no good. Well, you're not even impressive talking like that either. You don't even. What if a king or a queen or royalty stood up and just, I'm nothing. I'm a dirt dog. We do it every day. You hear it in churches. You hear it from preachers trying to teach you to act like that. But God, when you were even dead in your sin and trespasses, God made you alive together with Christ. Watch this. It's by grace you've been saved. Why are you going to worship him and shout and run and dance forever? He saved you. Yeah. You couldn't save you. It's all about his blood making you right again, putting you in. Now go to the next scripture in verse 6. And Say, and. Did he do anything else? Did he save you and throw you out in the corner somewhere? The and is a conjunction word. And I'm not an English teacher by any means. Matter of fact, I don't even speak good English. At all. But I know what and is. And means he did something else. He didn't just save you out of your sin. And he raised us up together. And made us to what? Sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now I believe when it comes time for your judgment. 
while you're seated at the right hand of the Father and he calls your name, you might have the revelation by then. Now, I know you've been deceived down here, and I'm no good. I'm pitiful. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm just no good. By the time you get to heaven and take your seat, at the right hand of the Father, seated next to him, and now it's your judgment, you're like, I only got here because he seated me with him. He, by his grace, I'm in this place. By him. This really is real what he did. He really saved me, really redeemed me, really washed me, really seated me. This is real. My wife's excited. I don't care if you are, but I'm excited. Whoa. If I get her excited, we good. She's like, yes. You imagine your judgment day. Now I'm coming down out of the seat. Roddy Schaefer, come, it's your judgment. Hold on, Lord, I got to get out of the seat that's seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes, Daddy, yes, Daddy. And I stand in front of the Father, and I come boldly by the throne. How you going to step down Sicily like a sissy out of the right? Roddy Schaefer, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm no good. No. You're going to have revelation by the end. It's even going to be real to you by the end. This is my seat. I'm seated. I'm blessed. I'm righteous. Whoa! Feel like throwing some water. This don't get you half of your woods wet. When's he going to give us some good news? I don't even know if I can go any better. You're seated at the right hand of the Father. Your judgment's coming. You're going to have to climb down out of the seat at the right hand of the Father to go get your judgment or rewards or evaluate you. And you're going to be like, I'm only here. Because other people are trying to scare you with judgment day. And they say, you're going to be standing there with, it's going to be. But you're standing right there with Jesus who paid all of your sin. And all you need, there's one line you need to learn. One line is all you need to know. And it's this, I'm with him. <laughs> What'd you, why should I let you into heaven? I'm with him. Why did you do it? Didn't you sin? Weren't you a drunk? I'm with him. What did you do? Why should I let you in? I'm with him. I'm just with him. Amen. He got me here. He set me down. He gave me this. I didn't get this. I'm with him. Just say it. Say, it. I'm with him. Because you're always trying to think, why am I going to be allowed into heaven? I'm with him. Everybody say, I'm with him. Devil might be over in the corner. He's the accuser of the brethren. They, they, I was there the night they fornicated. I saw it. I got a video of it. He going to hold it up. Y'all already scared. Somebody went, oh, my God. There's a video. They filmed it. Devil's a liar. He didn't film it. You're good. <laughs> you all right. But he's going to be accusing the brethren. Jesus is our advocate with the Father. He'll be right there after you climb down out of your right hand of the Father's seat. With you. He's sitting with you. He's going to get up with you. 
though we be seated with him, we're going to be raised up together with him. He getting up with us. You go into your judgment, and Jesus is saying, Father, that's paid. Father, that's paid. Father, that's paid. It's sitting in the bottoms of hell right now. As the son of as Noah as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days, so shall Jesus be in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. What was he doing for three days and three nights? He was paying for all of your sin and marking them all. Paid, 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 paid. He's gonna stand up and say, Father, I've got receipts right here. Paid for it. 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 Yeah, I know they. They did that, but I paid. What do you say? Say it louder now. Say it. Why am I going to let you get your seat back and go to heaven again? I don't know. I didn't do nothing. I mean, we're not putting none of this on me. Don't go looking in my past. And sure don't go looking in some of y'all's. And he's not. He made you righteous to rule and reign on earth. We talked about condemnation a little bit yesterday too. Condemnation is a big issue. You've been condemned by the devil too long. You believe in his lies. You've been washed. And when your sin was really washed away, what showed up was not just dirt. It was royalty. As soon as the sin was removed, the real you was revealed. And I want to put it up just because I like to stop here. Revelation 5, verse 9. Revelation 5, 9. Amen? Praise the Lord. I wouldn't throw water while you're turning pages, would I? Some of y'all want some. It's hot up here. Thank you for inviting us. Amen? We're glad to be here. Just so glad to preach the gospel. It's too good to be true. That's why when you really meditate on it, you get real happy. You watch some people, they come out of Bible study and they look mad. What have you been doing? Meditating the Word. I'm believing God. I'm like, you happy about it? Even when they pray, it looks like something stinks on their robe. It's like... You're like, did somebody do something over there? What's going... Like you're working hard to get something to work. It's like, and you're like, you okay? You okay over there? This didn't work for me and you. It's receiving. Now, if you had to work for it, you could have some of them faces. Like some people get. They, you know, a tree that bears a lot of fruit don't even look like it's working. Just connected to the vine. And when you stay connected, you're going to bear fruit. Enemy can disconnect you and get you out of this church and get you out there chasing money, chasing jobs, chasing women, chasing men. Men won't make you happy, nor will women. I got an awesome wife, but she don't complete me. If two people come together incomplete and don't have Jesus, they're never going to be complete. You better find somebody on fire for God. And if you don't have one, keep... Tell them there's a king in you. There's a king in you. I'm, Abraham carried kings. He had them on the inside. You know, in, the person on the, every man was created to rule and reign. Call it out of that knucklehead husband if you got one. Say, I lay hands on him at night and say, in the name of Jesus, I call the king out of this man. I call royalty out of him. I say he's going to rule and reign one day. And if you got to say it real quiet where he don't hear you, 
do that, but just say, I thank you, Father. This, he's going to change. God, he is changing in the name of Jesus. Royalty's coming up out of it. You know, you can call things that be not as though they already are. Quit calling what you see and call what you want to see. Your kids, don't, don't ever tell them what they look like they're going to turn into. That's why we all, a lot of us got our trouble today. How many of y'all heard it growing up? You never going to amount to nothing. I heard it. It messed me up. Messed me up. Then I read the Bible. I'm like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and I don't even have to go back to you and tell you, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'll just show you. I'm going to live so dominant and be so happy and have it going on so much, you're really going to want what I got. Yeah. That's just going to be how it's going to be. Amen? How many of you glad? That's not it. When God created you, watch this, Revelation chapter number 5, verse 9. Revelation 5, 9, it says, And they sang a new song. This is heaven. Heaven on earth. Whoa, whoa, heaven. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. Watch this. For you were slain. We're going to be magnifying Jesus forever. Why? Why? Not because he's Jesus and he's just Jesus. We, Jesus. Go, Jesus. Go, Jesus. Go. Jesus didn't come for himself. He came for us. He became sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, I know it don't sound right to say it like this, but you better get this. It was about you. What? Everybody, one more time. I'm a real big deal. Watch this. And watch this. He he's, it, they said, you are worthy to open the seal and open its seals, for you were slain and have, say have, have redeemed us to God by your blood. When did you get redeemed? When you were washed in the blood. Watch this. He redeemed you by the are you going to praise Him forever because of that? You got heaven because of the blood. You got heaven because of the blood. Magnify Him. Make Him big. Oh, praise God. He's all, he redeemed you by His blood. Nothing you did. And forever around the throne of God, we're going to be magnifying Jesus' blood. You redeemed us by your blood. We got a song the angels cannot sing. Redeemed. Redeemed. You've been redeemed. You've been bought back. But I got good news for you. And watch this too, because I, I like to always hit this a little bit, because we got issues in our country. If you get this revelation, has redeemed us by your blood out of every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation. There is no good news for the white man or the black man or the brown man or the polka dot man or the yellow man. It's all people. One blood redeemed all people. Amen. Oh, if you think you're better than somebody else because of your skin color, I'd like for you to stand up right now. Huh? Stand up. Are you better than another color person? Same blood. No, it's not taught, but it's learned. Especially where I'm from in Louisiana. Racism all up and down the streets. We lie about it. I got some black friends. Whatever. I got black nieces. I got black family. 
And I told you the other night, I'm not white. I'm not a white man. I'm a new man. I'm a new man washed in the blood of Jesus. And I was redeemed. Say redeemed. Say let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Anybody redeemed? Say so. Somebody say so. I'm out of here on this next scripture, but there's another conjunction word. This is English class today. Say conjunction. Say conjunction. What's your function? Now watch this. Say conjunction. What's your function? Now check this out. Watch this. There's another scripture in verse 10. Watch. Don't run right there. Say Ann. Say Ann. He redeemed me. Say Ann. He redeemed me. He redeemed me. And he made us. Wait a minute. He redeemed me by the blood. When did you get redeemed? When you were washed in the when you were washed in the blood, you were redeemed and king. Amen. You were redeemed and crowned. Amen. You were redeemed and king. He made us kings when he redeemed. He redeemed you by the blood. And not later, because you're going to read the rest of the scripture. It wasn't about heaven. Never has it been about heaven. We all see Jesus. What a wonderful day that will be. When we all get to heaven, we will sing and shout the victory. Good news. You ain't got to wait. Till you get to heaven, you can sing and shout the victory. Watch this. He has made us. Did you read it? I read it. And I went. I was redeemed, washed in the blood. I was, we're all saved, saved by the blood, the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What did it do? Save me, which saved me. Oh, it did more. Now, I don't know if you read the rest of it because there is a conjunction word. And he redeemed me and he, see, I've been redeemed. Y'all don't lose me now. I'm out, I'm done. Please finish with me strong. He redeemed me. And he king me. No, that's weak. Say, so he redeemed me. And he king me. By the blood. I'm righteous. I rule. I reign. On this earth, I'm a king to dominate. I dominate in life. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.